play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 229. As per usual, a lot of great music, a lot of good new stuff, some cool albums, some metal. We're both picking metal picks. Uh, eventually, we won't. We'll eventually, we'll mix it up. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just the way it's going to be. Mine is more actually metal core, but I'm still putting it in at that. But we'll get there when we get yeah, there. We- we will talk about the metal and the core and the marriage between both of them. <laughs> uh, let's before we get into some new music, we have some new music and some debatable new music, which we'll all talk about here in a moment. But uh, let's get to some stuff that was released recently and will be releasing soon on September third. The Dropouts released the Dropouts. We'll talk more about that here um, when we get to the new tracks. Lean Thirteen put out the Higher the Socks, the Downer, the Foo on the fourth. <laughs> There's a split between Mirin Bite and Baudelaire. That's, uh, that was released on the 5th. Also on the 5th, Alaritos released Vida Sangre y Dolor. On the 7th, Longshot Odds released So Far To Go. Barbed Wire Braces released uh, Dancing On My Back and used as a single. That's on the 7th, uh, DCH see 519 they put out a compilation called my friends my family uh goes to you know benefits uh, a good cause there go check it out it's on Bandcamp. i got it uh, a lot of great bands a lot of great canadian bands but there's even some bands that are not from canada but a lot of them are from canada that's where dh d c h c 519 is is in uh hamilton so go check it out it's good and it's worth it goes to a good cause Jigsaw Youth released Fight or Flight EP on the 9th. Face to Face released No Way Out But Through on the 10th. Amel and the Sniffers released Comfort to Me on the 10th. Hawthorne Heights released The Rain Just Follows Me on the 10th. Rockstar Race Car released a new single, Girl for a Day on the 10th. Silence Equals Death released I'll See You on the Other Side. That's on Upstate Records. Old North End released As one or as O N E Old North End. It's an EP on the tenth. Unregenerate Blood released Light in the Dark. That's a single. Just War and Call the Cops released a new split LP, and they called it At War with Cops. The Dividing Line released Oh You Nothing. That's a single. They released that on the tenth. Hard and Cheap and. Kogogtazo, Kogogtazo, Kogogtazo. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Probably not. <laughs> uh, they released. It looks like what MM. So 2020, 2021 in Roman numerals. Uh, so MMXX forward slash MMXX one. The pandemic continues. That's what they named the split. Jeffrey Thunders released Drunk Tank on Die Hipster Records on the 10th. The Baboon Show released. Oddball, which is a single on the 10th. The 10th was a very busy release date, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> Threer, they released a new single called Black Autumn. Ultra Razia released Dons Le Vape, uh, which is offered as a 7-inch flexi from Primator Crew. Also, Primator Crew released 
a split between Ultra Razia and it is a Russian band that I've played before. But again, I, you know, the Russian alphabet there is a little bit different than our alphabet. And so. Just a little. Yeah. Uh, I don't know exactly. I'm going to pull up Google Translate here. And we'll get a translation also on the 12th, because uh, all three of these are Primator Crew releases. Uh, Primator Crew released a four-way split comp, whatever you want to call it, uh, four tracks, one track from each band called Montreal Doom, featuring uh, Force Majeure, Ad Vitam, Beton Army, and Ultra Razia. Ultra Razia having a bunch of new tracks on their releases. Tornado is the name of that Russian band, and in Russian, or Ukrainian, rather. Smerch. 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 That is how you pronounce it. So. Smerch. Yes. Smerch. <laughs> uh, it's a cool one. I got all three of those from Primator Crew. They were pretty awesome. You can also get that 7-inch uh, Flexi version uh, digitally, but they're, if you're making purchases through Primator Crew right now, they're throwing in that 7-inch Flexi of the Dons Levat. Don Le Vip. Le Vip. On the 14th, Snob City Boys released a new single called New Generation of Oi. I think that was on a compilation, but they released it individually on their Bandcamp page as well. Hmm. On the 15th, Standard Issue released Live in a Dive. They have eight or nine tracks. About half of them are live at a show they did in Michigan. The other half are live at a show they did in California. They're a California band. They're awesome. I really like Standard Issue. If you like uh, live albums, go check that one out. On the 17th, Lurk is releasing Around the Sun. The Cocktail Slippers are releasing Shout It Out Loud on Wicked Cool Records. Coma, K-O-M-A, is releasing Internment Failure on La Vida Es Un Mus Discos. That's out of the UK, even though that is very Spanish. Uh, that's on the 17th. Beach Riot is releasing Subatomic Party Cool on the 17th. These Streets is releasing Roll the Dice on Up. Uh, that's an EP on Upstate Records. Stingray is releasing Feeding Time. It's an EP on the 17th. Manic Hispanic is finally releasing their Back in Brown. Uh, go to Road Dog Merch if you want to get a copy of that. Uh, that's awesome. I think I played the first single from that like back in April or May. Yeah. That's why I say finally. Uh, it's finally coming out. So Back in Brown from Manic Hispanic. Uh, Demersal, D-E-M-E-R-S-A-L, Demersal. I think is how you say that. On the 20th, they're releasing Death Routines. It's an EP. On the 23rd, Algara is releasing Absortos en el Tedio Eterno. Reno Divorce will be releasing Outsider Escape from Berlin on the 24th. Abra Scadabra is releasing Make Yourself a Home on the 24th. Mainline 10 is releasing Legacy on Melodic Punk Style on the 24th. Grace will be releasing a self-titled EP on Upstate Records on the 24th. The Slackers uh, with Papa B on one track and is doing a split with Sick and Mad, which is a seven-inch split, one track each on Pirates Press Records. Sick and Mad is a project for some of the guys in the slackers so essentially it's like two tracks of the slackers but two different bands mm -hmm. even though it's guys from the slackers and both on the 24th also the queers are releasing reverberation and finally common turn sect is on the 25th releasing des jours plus de que the ultra 
and that'll be a Europe release. I don't know if that will be digitally or whatever else you can find it, but I'm definitely looking forward to it. They're a great band. Eric, do you have anything to add? That seemed like that was a really long list. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got <clears throat> a few to add. Not a not a hell of a lot, though I will say I listened to that new uh, Jigsaw Youth release, and yep, they are just as abrasive and heavy as ever. Um, let's see, there is a band called uh, One Step Closer, who were here last night on tour with uh, Terror and Drain, and they have an album that's coming up uh, next week on the 24th, and it's going to be called This Place You Know. They already have a few singles out right now called Pringle Street, Autumn, and Chrysanthemum. So, yeah, apparently they're getting a lot of uh, splendor throughout the hardcore scene, so check them out. I listened to them today. Good stuff. Really good stuff. Also, the band Dare, who were also here last night, they have the album Against All Odds, still out. (laughs) (laughs) Been out since the 20th of August. That's also a really good one. And, yep, Emil and the Sniffers, their album Comfort to Me came out last week, and I listened to that as well, and it's a pretty damn decent album. Awesome. I do have to say so myself. (laughs) So... Yeah, other than that, I don't really have too much to add in the grounds of uh, new f- new releases, though I do have to check out that new three-year one. I forgot that they were still a band, because they've been <laughs> n- not exactly inactive, but they just haven't played shows in a long time. Okay. Damn. It's a, I mean, I really like three-year. They got such a, <clears throat> they got such a unique sound to them. Nice. Yeah, just that style of... Uh, Crazy ass, heavy, melodic, comeback kid worship type music. <laughs> cool, but still got a bit more atmosphere. Well, one correction: uh, I was, I found, I came across the other day barbed wire braces because I like the band a lot, and I came across that they released that "Dancing on My Back" and used a two-track single, and I put down that it was released on September seventh, twenty twenty-one. But I was looking at that again earlier today, and it was released actually. I. On September 7, 2020, that's not new. I did say that because I forgot to remove it from that list. So just so you know, that came out a year and a week and a half ago, not or a <laughs> year and a week ago, not just this past week. Oh, dear. <laughs> so that's well, still great nonetheless, cut. though. <laughs> yes, still great nonetheless. And uh, I definitely will be playing it since I just recently came across it here before too long. So uh, long list. Let's get into some new music. What kind of what would you pick? Well, I picked the uh, questionably newest track <laughs> from The Runts. Right. <laughs> yeah, the song Red In My Eyes. Now, this is a weird one. It's hard to call this a new track because while on their band camp, it does say that it was released the 2nd of August, just last month. If you look on Apple Music, it was released in 2006 of April 1st. And, yeah, the band has been around since uh, 2005. They went on a hiatus in 2012, and then they came back, and they released that. They had a full-length release, which I don't I don't remember that one. Let me see. Well, that 2005, you know, a year after, it, it all checks out. I follow them on Bandcamp. Bandcamp gave me a notification that day. We added it to the uh-huh. list because that's the date that it shows. Don't always look up a lot of stuff on iTunes, but just happen to be looking that up today, and that's how I saw that date as well. Yeah. Plus, album was called Kill the Runs. That was the one that just barely came out. Awesome. Officially. I'm sure that it has. <laughs> but, yeah. 
I don't know what the uh, I don't know what the story is behind this single. If it's a uh, if it's just uh, a recording that didn't see the light of day until earlier this year, or if it was initially released back in 06 before the days of Bandcamp, because Bandcamp came out. Yeah, it was some. It was sometime in the 2010s, the early early yeah. 2010s, like which that, yeah. is. Whatever, it came out while they were on hiatus, nonetheless. So maybe they were just doing some uh, deep digs and were like, oh, hey, let's put this up uh, digitally and just uh, didn't put the right date on there. Possibly. Yeah, so, uh, but no point in uh, turning back now, you know, despite that this is, it's new to the digital world, to some who have been following the runs since, uh, since the 2000s. Well, maybe it's uh, maybe this will be a nice little uh, nostalgic bit for you. <laughs> anyway, this is the runts red in my eyes. trying to uh, decipher the age of a song based on the production it's extremely difficult to do that with a band of the runts caliber <laughs> you know because with the the fact that they stuck with the same production <laughs> you know you kind of uh you kind of can't uh, tell which decade it came out in i mean really it sounds like it could have came from the 1980s right <laughs> And yeah, so no point in using that. That's a fruitless venture. But who who the fuck cares when it was released? It's still a good song. It's st- and the Runts are still a great band. They have they have great music. They have that full length out. Kill the Runts. If you want to hear more of that, you, you can still find them on Bandcamp. Find everything they uh, recorded, at least as far as we know. Right. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, just listen to that some more. And we'll keep it at that. All right. <laughs> well, we got a couple other new tracks. These are for sure newer tracks, guaranteed on this one. Uh, there are some other questionable dates, or at least one later in the show. We'll get to that when we get there. Fool's Errand out of Las Vegas. Love this band. Uh, they did release one more track. Uh, they, they released their Machete Sessions EP, and then uh, That's Your Problem, or no, uh, That's Your Lot, sorry. It's a problem. That's the name of the track that we're going to be playing in a second uh, as a single. And then they released this single. And it's going to be their last single that they release for a while as the guys in the band are going to go be working on other projects. Uh, Who knows how long, but uh, they'll be doing some other things. So Fool's Aaron, this will be the last track for a bit. It's a good one. It's a single. They released it August 23rd, so just a few weeks ago. 
Uh, an awesome band from Vegas. Definitely uh, hope to get to see them since we live in such close proximity, all things considered. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we get to see them before too long. I don't know if they'll be doing a lot of shows while their guys are working in other projects, but here we go. Let's listen to that track. It's a problem. Here's Fool's Errand. great releases this year yeah i like it i can tell <laughs> <laughs> fool's errand out of las vegas that was it's a problem go check that out it's over on the Bandcamp page really good uh, i like that track i like the that's your lot both those singles really great and then go check out machete session machete, machete sessions there we go sessions. <laughs> they're all really good i think i said it enough times uh subliminal programming or something 
All right, next. The Dropouts. We're going to play one more new track. The Dropouts, they are from Sydney, Australia. Great band here. So I, I'm a big fan of Booze and Glory. Love Liam Marr. He's awesome. He, he was uh, one of the original band members of Booze and Glory. He moved from the UK to Australia back in 2018. And if you're a fan of Booze and Glory, you would have noticed that uh, the only lasting member from the original four is, is Mark. Uh, and so really, I don't think anybody's actually from uh, Italy. I think there's two guys from Poland. And not Italy. Uh, the UK. <laughs> They're listed as UK band, but uh, originally it was like, I think, three guys from the UK and a guy from Greece. And now it is, no, two guys from the UK, a guy from Greece, and a guy from Poland, because Mark's from Poland. And... Mark, uh, I think there's two guys from Poland, a guy from Italy, and uh, Portugal or Spain. I, I forget where, uh, where where they're all from off offhand. The point, uh, moving on from Booze and Glory, is that Liam was from the UK, but he is now in Australia. And uh, King of Fools was another band that he played, uh, that he did. And it was awesome. Just a three-track EP, I think, is what was released. But... Uh, nonetheless, has moved, started a new band, The Dropouts, uh, picked up two members of the band, Top Novel, love that band, one of my favorite bands, mm. just fantastic, for sure one of my favorite Australian bands, but just one of my favorite bands in, in general, they have a lot of great tracks, So, and then they have also two other people in the band, so I'm going to talk a lot about them because really excited that Liam, having moved to Australia, did start a new band. And it is this band. So Lucko and Didi from the top novel, they're in the band, along with Liam. And then they have Brian on drums. And Esim, I think is how you pronounce your name, is on keys. That's It's, it's a different font. That's why I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. I think it, E-S-S-E-M is what I think I'm looking at there. It's like we're not getting dates right. You <laughs> are questionably getting locations wrong, and now you can't read. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> who knows? I'm all over the place. <laughs> Take what I say with a grain of salt there, right? <laughs> uh, anyway, if you're not familiar with those two bands, I've played both those bands on this show, Punk Night Worldwide. Uh, you should go check them out. Uh, both great bands, but that's not who we're here to talk about. Uh, the Dropouts, though, awesome. And if you're in Australia, specifically Sydney, but I'm, you know, there's probably other areas that they're going to be playing in. Uh, go check them out if you get an opportunity to. They recorded this in Sweden, but they had it mastered at the Blasting Room here in the United States, not far from us in Colorado, by Jason Livermore. We've talked about. Uh, Jason, and we've talked about The Blasting Room uh, just recently in a recent interview. Just uh, It's a great place, and that's really cool that they had that done here. So, again, that release just released, uh, what, a week ago? A little over a week ago, almost two weeks, uh, September 3rd. It is, it's one of those where, is it a full length? Is it an EP? Either way, I like it a lot, the, the dropouts. It's self-titled. Uh, we're going to play a track called "Like uh, Likes of Me. I think I put a typo on there. It's actually called Likes of Me. I put Like of Me, but the actual track's called <laughs> Likes of Me. Again, spelling. Yes. <laughs> error after error today. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> at least I'm trying to correct all of them. Uh, it's seven tracks, and so like I say, it's a short LP, right? Because really, it's like that six that. tracks, because they're not your hardcore tracks that are like two minutes long. Every one of these 
is uh, three minutes except for track seven, which is every dog, is two minutes. So you're well into your, like, 25 minutes, and I think you have to be under 18 minutes or somewhere in that range anyway, 16 or 18, I forget, to fall into that EP range. Yeah. But I want to point out something that uh, Likes of Me and He Said, She Said, both awesome tracks. Uh, I was debating between the two. So we're going to go with Likes of Me, but go check them out. I'll probably be playing He Said, She Said over on Punkanoi Worldwide before too long. Uh, Battle was an awesome track. Another standout for me I really enjoyed. And then uh, Wouldn't Know Me. So if you know Liam, and again, I mentioned the other band that he played in, uh, King of Fools, that was one of the tracks, but it's different. Lyrics are the same. But the sound is different. So go check out King of Fools. Check out this whole The Dropouts uh, release. I like it. We'll see if you like it, Eric, because I'm sure you haven't heard it yet. So here we go with The Dropouts, and the track is Likes of Me. Tracks lay in the sand And we both watched the troubled 
the likes of me before. So what you think? Well, it definitely has uh, booze and glory's fingerprints all over it. <laughs> but I do get the, uh, I am sensing the uh, difference in there. Right? Yeah. Maybe it was the maybe it was the style of this song that reminds me of some of the softer booze and glory's tracks. Maybe he had a big hand in writing those ones. Maybe could be. So so yeah, that's where I'm getting the. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, other than the fact that <laughs> he was a member of booze and glory. That's where I'm getting the uh, similarities. <laughs> right. Well, he did vocals along with Mark doing vocals. And then mm-hmm. in this track, he did vocals. But then you had uh, other vocals done by Didi, who also did the vocals in Top Novel, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the, yeah. And then that part in the uh, bridge where he's doing the little uh, screaming part, I've only heard that in, uh, in some of the uh, older hardcore tracks where it's like... Uh, uh, where it's like just uh, promoting yourself, like uh, it's like we're the we are Seattle hardcore straight edge drug free motherfuckers that type of <laughs> shit. But it's like a huge build up to a breakdown. But in here, it was more like a uh, more like a triumphant kind of uh, uh, kind of drill sergeant pep talk, <laughs> self inflicted <laughs> as it is, and then goes right back into the chorus. So yeah, that type of shit is uh, that type of shit was interesting. Well, go find it on Spotify if you want there uh, as well. You can go find it on iTunes if you want to get it purchased. And I'll have to comb over their social media is a little better, but they, I'm sure they're going to have uh, hard copies if they don't already. But uh, you probably want to be in Australia. Otherwise, the shipping costs, fucking shipping costs, one of the shipping costs going to come <laughs> back down. <laughs> Never. I know. Yeah, At I some point, you're just going to be like, all right, I'm going to spend 40 bucks for a record. That just came out. Not not like you were talking about a couple <laughs> months ago where you were buying some collector's records for, you know, uh, yeah. a little bit more. Yeah, pretty much. But they were shipping within the U.S. at R- least. Right. <laughs> right. All right. Well, to check out the dropouts. It's really good. Uh, there's seven tracks. You've heard one. Uh, I'm for sure playing one on Punk and I Worldwide. I do enjoy it a lot. So you'll definitely hear more of it from me. Eric, let's do some older, lesser-known tracks. What do you got? Well, I definitely have an older track, but I highly doubt this is lesser-known. This is from one of the uh, Florida saviors of the punk rock scene. And, well, I'm talking about the Florida punk rock scene in general. Uh, You had Against Me on one hand, and on the other, you had Hot Water Music. (laughs) Yep, Hot Water Music. They were one of the bands who... uh, who uh, were bringing the idea of punk rock and bringing it out of the 90s into the 2000s. So we were graduating from the likes of uh, Rancid and No Effects and Pennywise and Bad Religion, the bands that just reigned supreme back then. And then in the 2000s, it kind of went in a different direction. Multiple different directions. You had (laughs) Rise Against and Strike Anywhere, keeping the melodic hardcore format, uh, and maybe Comeback Hit and Bang, getting it a little heavier. And then you had the pop punk overlay that just dominated everything. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And, yeah, with Green Day going platinum and uh, Blink-182 getting daytime radio airplay. And even the whole bit with Avril Lavigne being in the punk aesthetic into into pop stardom. So, yeah, it it was going in multiple different directions. But when I think of punk rock in the 2000s and compared to punk rock in the 90s, I think of... The 2000s bands like Street Dogs, I think of Against Me, and I think of 
the Flatliners, and I think about Hot Water Music. It's like making punk rock a little more laid back, but keeping it just as gruff. And Hot Water Music existed in their own plane, as this was the type of punk rocker you see with full beards, blue jeans, and flannel shirts. <laughs> it was like, they kept, uh, they kept the idea of, uh, and they kept the whole thing of punk rock, but it could just as easily be heard as one of those, uh, alternative rock songs that was going out back in the, back in the 2000s. You know, shit right. was everywhere, you know, but, but yeah, they kept, the, they pretty much uh, stuck to their roots and yeah, they released it, uh, quite a few hits back in the day and probably still do now. I don't really follow hot water music too much and I haven't in the past and it wasn't until, uh, my friend Josh, whom we know of from suburban hell kill yeah. those days, he, um, he got me, he got me hooked on Hot Water Music for a minute when he was talking about how the song Trusty Chords made him, is something he based his uh, musical inspiration on and just to how he wanted to write punk rock music like that. Um, but So I was like, okay, I'll listen to that. And I won't be talking about this song here. That song is good in its own right. It's a, it's a good one. But the one that really got me was the song Drag My Body. <laughs> Yeah, that one, it had all the catchiness, it had all these little fun bass ditties, and it was just so, it was so gut-wrenching. You just felt the heart behind it all. And I was like, okay, I think I'm going to check him out once again. So, so yeah, that was the song that hooked me in, but I still don't listen to a lot of Hot Water music, because <laughs> I think a lot of it pales in comparison to this track. So, so yeah, that's my story between myself and the band. But the song still kicks ass. Here is Drag My Body from their 2012 album, Exister. Well, I got my heart up in a beautiful man. I should have known better when I took the rest. I had to wreck myself and a gamble I
Yeah, you see what I mean on on a couple of things. You do hear the heart behind the uh, behind the vocals and uh, and also the music makes a very decent track. But at the same time, while you're listening to it, do you understand how it could be uh, how it could fall into the category of alternative rock? Absolutely. Yeah, this is something you could definitely hear on the radio, but it's still considered punk. This is weird in how fine a line there is with alternative music as we know it and punk rock as we know it. So hot water music, they kind of exist in their own plane, which is, you know, something I got to respect. Even if I don't uh, listen to them as much as, uh, I don't know, the average Florida punk rocker i guess i don't know <laughs> you still gotta you still gotta give it to them for have uh for having such a uniqueness about them that really isn't matched by anybody else so hail to hot water music keep it boiling i guess i'm gonna shut up <laughs> <laughs> all right well i got a, an older or lesser known or whatever you want to call it it's not that old it came out almost exactly six months ago march 17th so St. Paddy's Day this year, the band Campfire Shit Kickers. I love that name. That's a that's a great band name. <laughs> I'm just like Campfire Shit Kickers. Is that what? Is that sort of the same thing you did with uh, uh cow pies, right? <laughs> with uh, M80s. There you go. <laughs> Except you actually tried to light them on fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, Campfire Shit Kickers. I don't know specifically. I, campfire shit kickers. I don't know. Or I like it. The, it sounds cool, though. Maybe it's that thing that, uh, remember what kids would do back in the day? they just put some dog shit in a paper bag, leave it on somebody's porch, light it on fire, ring the doorbell, and then watch the insanity ensue. <laughs> maybe that's another name for it. Yep. So they just brought that whole thing to, uh, while they went camping, and was like, yeah, we don't know how to make a fire with wood, so... Here we go, campfire shit kicker. There they go. <laughs> or maybe you're putting the bag of shit outside of somebody's tent and then doing it. <laughs> Don't do that in California. Burn down half of California doing yeah. that shit. I know. Come on, the other half is supposed to sink. <laughs> <laughs> it will. Give it time. Uh, campfire shit kickers. They're from Vancouver in British Columbia. Uh, awesome. Uh, they have some other releases. They're on Batcave Records. Uh, they've been a band since 2016, so five years as a band. Congratulations to them. That's awesome. And For All the Dickheads, that's their newest release. That was the single that they released uh, March 17th of this year. It is not thematic. It has nothing to do with what you would consider traditional uh, music that might come out on or around St. Patty's Day. That's not this type of band. If you know the mm. label Batcave Records, that is not what they're known for. So when you hear it, you, and if you know Batcave Records, you know this band belongs on that label, but they're very cool. This track is called For All the Dickheads. This is no place, no place for hatred. All you dickheads can see yourselves out. Well, I've got no time nor patience for poison arrows. So shoot yourself in the foot, put your foot in your mouth. This is no place. Oh, 
shoot yourself in the foot and put your foot in your mouth. Yeah, I love that. It's like the I've been trying to come up with the most accurate insults or just like a just I don't know, threats disguised as insults, right? And they just gave it to me right there. Right? It's perfect. <laughs> Second thing I want to say is all right, I'm I'm terribly incorrect after hearing the track again. So when I've heard the track before, I wasn't considering it you know, it's March 17th release date, like I said. I just, I've heard the band, heard the track, and they're a psychobilly band. That's what Batcave Records puts out. It's a lot of bands that are kind of in that vein of music. And then after hearing this, it's like, uh, okay, I guess, you know, there's st- there, some parts of the song strike me as something that you might hear that comes out around St. Patty's Day. So I'm going to take that back. I stand corrected. But with that upright bass, it's very distinct. I still stand by that they are a very psychobilly sound, so maybe they're somewhere in between. What do you think? Maybe so. I felt more of like a folk vibe to it instead of the psychobilly. Right. right. It's yeah. the, the upright bass when I hear it. And so after the very initial part when uh, the tone changes a little bit, that was very psychobilly sounding to me. But I think you're right. It's very folk punk mixed with an upright bass. Yeah. And in my mind, when I heard it before, and knowing that before I even heard the band, that they were on Batcave Records, I think I made up my mind, you're right, there's going to be uh, a psychobilly band. I hear the upright bass, and I'm right along with it. But mm-hmm. after I say the shit that I said, and then we hear the tracks, like, all right, maybe it's like folk punk with the upright bass, and in my mind, I still think it kind of sounds a little psychobilly, but... Yes, I, I get I get it, and I definitely yeah. stand corrected. <laughs> yeah, I, also, I'm not much of the... Uh, I'm probably not the best person to ask for uh, comparisons on those two, because uh, Psychobilly, I know the names of more bands than I do actual songs, because Psychobilly is probably one of the... one of the subgenres of punk that I've listened to the least. Well, it's about that time... Just like folk punk is probably more traditional around St. Patty's Day, well, psychobilly is more traditional around Halloween. I get yes, granted. <laughs> <laughs> probably have to be uh, delving through some psychobilly bands to uh, bring in the holiday. <laughs> yeah, we. It's the fifteenth of September. It's about time for us to start looking at and getting some at least a Halloween track. It's that time of year. Let's be festive. Yeah, yeah, we'll do we'll do, we'll do a thing. <laughs> we'll do the thing. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, before we get to some great cover to cover albums again, that was Campfire Shit Kickers. I just want to say the name again. And for all the dickheads, what a great song. Yeah, that was a great one. Just shoot yourself in the foot. Put your foot in your mouth, everybody. I love that line. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go into, uh, let's talk about some live shows. Did you see any live shows in the last week? I did not, but did you see oh. that terror show yesterday? Oh, 
Oh, how I wanted to. <laughs> I wanted to as well. Uh, balance, life balance, and sometimes it just don't get the opportunity and I didn't get the opportunity to but I almost did I was almost there and then I uh, just couldn't do it well I was almost there but the show was sold out oh was it well <laughs> yeah. I guess I wouldn't have made it either then yeah since I was uh, planning on last minute yep yeah it's something that uh, exited my mind for quite some time and I was like oh I gotta get a ticket gotta get a ticket and by the time day of the show comes in I'm like well, let me check and make sure there are some left because uh, uh, my friend uh, Mauricio from uh, Usurpers, he sent me a message asking if uh, if I know who was putting on the show because the ticket sold out. I go, wait a minute. I don't know. I don't know who's putting on the show. <laughs> and they're sold out. So I went online and sure enough, they were they were gone. So I was I was really bummed about missing that show. One, because Terror, yes, I have seen them a couple of times and they are really good live and that seems to be the common consensus among hardcore kids as like a terror yeah they're a great gateway band and they were for me in getting into that style of hardcore the kind of hate breed worship and yeah it was and yeah some of them they're like yeah i can't really listen to the albums anymore as it's kind of generic but they are great live and i can attest to that even some of the songs that i can't listen to other albums anymore because I'm really burned out on them. It's a different energy when it's live. <laughs> I'll never forget the, you know, when he does the opening lines to stick tight and everyone just jumps up on stage and just piles around Scott Vogel and just is like singing along with them. I won't live by your rules. <laughs> yeah, right. I love that. And what I was mainly bummed out about is I didn't get to see the opening bands. Like uh, Drain, they were with them. I have uh, acclaimed them multiple times of their live shows. You know, the boogie boards and the Hawaiian shorts and the, or, the Hawaiian shirts, the Jimmy Buffett shirts and the goddamn uh, surfer shorts. You know, they have that whole beach vibe going and they are a great band. I played them on the show earlier. Uh, as in a few weeks earlier. <laughs> and yeah, then the band Dare. The band Dare is, uh, yeah, the one who has that live, who has that new album still out. <laughs> and they, I got into them and I haven't been able to uh, see them live. And then the one, One Step Closer, they also played last night and they are a really good one. I checked them out today because I couldn't find them early earlier when I was uh, trying to do promotions for that show. And I was like trying to uh, tag their Facebook or Instagram, of which they don't have. Well, they have an Instagram, but not a Facebook. And then I finally found their band camp because one step closer, apparently there's a lot of bands and a lot of, uh, a lot of groups, a lot of uh, gatherings that are called that, most of them towards uh, worship, you know, one step closer to Jesus and whatnot. And then, of course, you know, Lincoln Park of, uh, fan clubs. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but when you do find one step closer, I will be playing them on the show because their music is really good. It's kind of a cross between the, uh, uh, the musical uh, aspects of Bane and the vocals of Comeback Kid. Very similar, you know? So... Yeah, you will see what I mean in the coming weeks when I talk about uh, when I decide to put them on the show. And I will be playing uh, one of Dare's new tracks from their newest album. So you can see what uh, I missed. Oh, I'm so bummed about that. <laughs> but there are a few other shows that are coming up, a few local ones. One is actually happening tonight, and 
I, unfortunately, I'll be missing that one. <laughs> it was the... Uh... Oh, shit, shit, shit. Where is the flyer? <laughs> well, the one next it's... week is Noogie, Public Disorder, All Systems mm-hmm. Fail, Violent Unrest. That's on Thursday, September 23rd here at Resolute Tattoo. Yep, that is true. Okay, the one tonight is uh, the return of Regional Justice Center with Victim to None and Mandalore and Narc. That will also be held at Kilby Court. Cool. Back-to-back nights at Kilby Court. Yep. And there's quite a few shows that are coming up in October, but we'll get to that as the dates roll closer. Yes. Yep. And the uh, I believe that there was a one more show. It was a house show. Let me see if I can find the message. Yeah, there it is. Yep, it'll be a house show with the uh, public disorder. Dysentery, Raid, Ribbons, and Marine Corps is going to be at the Rat's Den. Ask a Punk, <laughs> one of them shows, and that'll be uh, September eighteenth. Cool. Yep. So that's gonna that's gonna be a fun one. Oh, and also Public Disorder, they are in the middle of recording one of their releases. Oh, awesome. Yep. Uh, uh, the warning label. They posted a video. I think it was like a uh, on one of their stories of the guys from Public Disorder in the studio, and they're like d- laying down their first ever tracks. Awesome. I go, all right, we're finally gonna get some of that. That's awesome. That's good. Yep. So so yeah, that's the that's all I gotta say about the shows. And uh, yeah, of course it was a lot shorter than last time because I didn't attend any. <laughs> Ugh. Well, I was bummed. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a quick rundown of some shows worldwide. Anyway, uh, if you're in Connecticut at Cherry Street Station on October, what was the date again? Tenth, October tenth. Antidote is playing with Louis on vocals, and also Cry Havoc, Grim Business, and Ruin It are all going to be there. I, I assume that's Grim Business, but the way the font was, so it's Grim Business and Ruin It. So that'll be on October tenth. Cuffs is doing. Uh, at Autumn Dates, uh, we love Cups. Great band. Yeah, uh, they are. Starting on September 18th, they'll be in Bristol. September 26th, they will also be in Bristol. One is uh, an actual show. The other one is Attitude Fest. And then October 1st, they'll be in, what does that say, Chill Tenum. And then October 7th, back in Bristol, they'll be in Bideford. October 8th, Cardiff on the 9th. Plymouth, October 16th, Torquois on the 23rd, and Bristol again. So quite a few Bristol shows. But if you want to check out Cuffs, I wish we could because I would love to see Cuffs live. Oh, me too. That would be awesome. They have a postponed UK tour. That That's what this one is, it looks like, into October. So Yeah, they got to pay respects to their hometown first. Yes, and they're going to get a few shows in there, so you can go check them out there. I mentioned that Antagonizers ATL will be doing a West Coast tour. One of the shows specifically is going to be on October 7th at Characters in Pomona, and you'll get to see Antagonizers. The Drowns are coming in town because they are from Washington, and then Criminal Outfit is going to be there as well, and it says End to be Announced. Those three bands right there are all awesome bands, so if you're going to be there on October 7th, go check those out. If you like the band Be Like Max out of Las Vegas, they're going to be doing a Las Vegas show on October 15th, an L.A. show on the 17th, then Baltimore on the 19th, New York City on the 20th, New Jersey 21st, and Philly on the 22nd. So go over to Be Like Max LV if you want to 
track that a little better. But that little tour is coming up. Finally, the last one I'm going to mention for now, Saturday, October 2nd. This, I believe, is in Atlanta. Uh, yes, Strike First. Love that band. Uh, playing with Billy Bats and the Made Men and Handy Capitalist. So if you're in the Atlanta area, go check those out. I'm sure there's several others. Those are the ones I'm going to mention here. Handy Capitalist. Yes. I assume that's not the one from here, is it? I doubt they're <laughs> making their way to Atlanta for that, but... Uh, uh, they're not a band anymore, but okay. Handy Capitalist. Oh, my God. That was one of my introductions into Salt Lake Punk. <laughs> oh, how I miss them. I miss them. I do have a another tour to add on top of that from the... Uh, uh, where did they go? From Gulch. Okay. Yeah, they are. Oh, unf- yeah. Yeah, they are unfortunately doing their last tour. Yes, I, I was going to mention that and I forgot. I saved the email because I got an email notification. Yeah. They're coming Make to it. an end in 2022. They're yeah. only doing what uh, they've been. They've got one, two, three, four, five, eleven shows, but they've only announced the first four. Yeah. Yeah, where are they? What were the shows? I can't find the tour poster anymore. It looks like November 7th will be San Francisco. December 9th is Chicago. December 10th is Chicago. So back to back there. Then January 8th is Tampa. So I guess it's not as much tour as maybe like some specific picked out shows. Those are all they've mentioned. Uh, They've only going to do 11 and all of, so they've announced four and all of those have sold out so far. Mm-hmm. So I'm mentioning him, but you might have a hard time getting there if you don't get a chance to get there. And uh, they said 2020. Yep, uh, 2022, yeah. they're done. So after these shows, they're done. Uh, they said Gulch can't be forever. That kind of sums up why they're not going to be a band. Yeah, that's <laughs> a, and it sucks because they were so good. Well, they are so good. They're not dead yet. I don't know if one of those seven shows will be here or somewhere close. None of those locations are really that close to here, but maybe one of those other seven shows will be closer to here. Maybe so. Maybe and so. It looks like, based on how the flyers set up, it'll probably be January and later because they did mention mm-hmm. the early part of 2022s. So they'll do those shows, and then they'll be done as a band. Yeah. Well... Well, yeah, this is just, uh, consider this a warning. <laughs> yep. You've <laughs> been warned. You've been warned. If you like Gulch, then uh, just uh, keep looking at their Instagram. Keep If they have one, keep looking at their Facebook and just see when those shows are going to be announced so you can hop on getting them damn tickets so you can see them for the last time. Yep, pay attention because, like we said, the first four shows already sold out. Yep. Which sucks. <laughs> Eric, let's do some great cover-to-cover albums. Let's move this show along. That's yeah. it for the, the live shows and tours and shit. Let's go. All right. What do you got? Well, I can't believe I hadn't covered this album sooner. I actually had to go back uh, on the catalog for a couple of years to make sure I hadn't indeed covered this album. But I had covered this band one time. And the band is Cult Leader. <laughs> one of the best bands to be hailing from this city. They are beautiful, they are brutal, and they are just simply unique. <laughs> you know, a lot, of, uh, a lot of their early stuff, it's definitely more mathy, more converge worship. I mean, if you listen back to, uh, I can't remember which episode, but it was, uh, it was earlier last year, I'm pretty sure, where uh, maybe, it was, uh, maybe it was the year before. Anyway, I played, uh, I played the song... <clears throat> play the song Mongrel from their very first album or first EP. 
nothing for us here. Then they had an album after that called Lightless Walk, which was definitely uh, more of a crusty experience. And then they came out in 2018 with A Patient Man. And that is by far one of my favorite local long play releases. Episode 135 from January 2020. You played Cult Leader. Nothing for us here. The track Mongrel. Yep, there it is. It's in the it's in the ether. <laughs> so yeah, a patient man. This is my favorite. This is my favorite album that they've released. The f- my favorite release that they've released. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah, part it's in part to the fact where uh, where they scale back the intensity and the like I said earlier the converge worship, and they show off a bit. At least Anthony's showing off his love for Nick Cave. <laughs> There's some definitely slower songs, and they have completely eradicated distortion, and he is just uh, going through his bassy draw like this, <laughs> and he does it incredibly well. You know, he is not just uh, guttural screams and just some absolute, just some absolute sneering intensity coming off of his face. He is actually very, he can be very reserved. And that is welcomed in an album like this. I was actually, funnily enough, at work today, I was talking with uh, a man who has, who is very close with a couple of the guys in Cult Leader. He's like very best friends with them. And we were talking about, and we were talking about albums and how we get burned out on listening to heavy music through and through, where it's just kind of the same thing throughout an entire album. You get bored real easily. So it's nice to have those little ebbs and flows on otherwise heavy records and show that you can be reserved and you can be outrageous at on the same album. You just got to know where to put it. Right. And this is a very beautiful example of that, the whole album of Patient Man. And and it flows in that way. And one of the one of the songs that kind of uh puts them puts those whole things together is the song Isolation in the Land of Milk and Honey. Yeah, it starts off with that uh the classic uh cult leader sound, all these uh disheveled beats and all these uh wonky rhythms and uh just crazy guitar parts and you have a uh, and then it just kind of uh breaks away from that towards the end of the song and gets a bit more melodic but also still very macabre. You can't really uh you can't really say that it's uh, relieving you. It's still keeping you in that sense of anxiety. So that is a... So yeah, it was a good little uh, contrast in just one song. And it's kind of a precursor for what was to come afterwards. So so yeah, this is, uh, this is one of those uh, identifiers of their sound on this album. Let's hear Isolation in the Land of Milk and Honey. <laughs>
So yeah, once again, the ebbs and the flows on that one. And directly after was one of their, uh, you know, leading singles of this record, which was World of Joy. Or uh, not World of Joy, to Ackley's. Okay. Yeah, to Ackley's. Then it was followed by World of Joy, and both of them held that uh, aforementioned Nick Cave drawl and just a very reserved, uh, otherwise very indie rock (laughs) uh, presentation of the music. Uh, but then after that, it just goes right back into those, uh, to that intense kind of death metal worship shit. <laughs> and, but yeah, then the, yeah, then the more reserved part comes back in the title track. And then it ends with a very, in my opinion, out of left field track. Um, probably the best way I could describe it was, is them at their doomiest. Right. <laughs> you know, you think like uh, some of the Black Sabbath tracks where it's just very slow and just kind of building the atmosphere behind it. And this is a the perfect song that really closed that record, The Broken Right Hand of God. It's a, uh, yeah, it's got like a, it's got a drudge. It's got these monolithic beats, a lot of space in between guitar riffs. And... And yeah, Anthony, he is just screaming over it, you know, he's just uh, just bringing that album down. And it just feels like the album, it does end, and it just feels like it's completed, like it was done living its life. Like, after the song's over, you just feel it flatline, like, it's done, it's not coming back. <laughs> okay, great. Feels like you were about to tell me something important, and then you just went under. <laughs> At least that's how... At least that's how I felt. That is some. That is a very uh, loose quote from the Slug review that I did. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote about this album, and I've talked about it numerous times. And uh, and yeah, it's a great record. It is so great. I have to talk about it some more, but I will zip it because this is a long one. <laughs> Here is the broken right hand of God. Check it. <laughs>
kind of picture the casket being lowered. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, once again, ebbing and flowing. That's uh, probably the best way they could have ended this album, is just like a very slow burn. You know, when you get older, you get slower. <laughs> you know what That's I mean? That's true. That's true. So... So, yeah, that was Cult Leader, Patient Man. If you want to hear uh, me glub about it more, check out the review I did back in 2018 uh, when the album was... Actually, it wasn't even released yet. I got a promo copy of of all the tracks, got to listen to it so that I can write the review, and it could come out around the same time as the record did, which was in November of 2018. So it's coming up on its three years. Yep, it's almost three years old. Little tyke. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah, if you yeah, and if you want more, just uh listen to the rest of that record or maybe listen to an earlier episode. You'll see why. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So my album is The Knockbacks. They're from Brisbane in Australia. And both of these tracks are gonna be shorter than one of those two cult leader tracks. But that's what happens when you go into something like this band, which is a cool street punk band. Uh, I, I like them a lot. They came out with their album "More Beer" this year. So, <laughs> yeah. more beer this year. More beer this year. Yeah. And also, you gotta you gotta take a look at the band's name, the Knockbacks. Yeah, knocking back a few drinks. <laughs> exactly. It all makes sense. They're very thematic. Uh, the Knockbacks. They released "More Beer" on August seventh of this year. Their social media said it. Their Bandcamp notified me on that day. And if you look up iTunes, we had this discussion earlier about a different release, the Runts release. Uh, the Bandcamp re- uh, let me know, and then iTunes, I'll say August 7th. And that's when they start talking about the release. But their Bandcamp page shows the release date as of January 1st of 2021. So I would imagine it was just overlooked. Maybe they didn't put it in, and it just defaulted to January 1. That part I don't know, but... Uh, I'm saying it's released August 7th because all other information points to that is when it was released. I like this band. They've released a couple other singles over, I think, the last year or year and a half. They did a charity track that I played. I think it was over on Punkinoy Worldwide. Might have been here. I forget. But a charity track last year when Australia was burning, they were playing a track, and then all the money they made from that, they were donating to the, the rescue efforts there when Australia was on fire and they were losing wildlife and so forth. Mm. Uh, cool band, nonetheless. Uh, I, I'll talk more about the band. I'm going to play a track so we can get into some music. Uh, I, I like the release a lot. I was just listening to a bunch of it earlier today, trying to narrow down which track, or tracks in this case, that I wanted to play. Guilty is the first one, and... Uh, there's a handful of tracks that it was between, but the beginning of this track, classic movie, one of the best classic movie lines ever, in my opinion. Uh, definitely said it more than once myself, usually in the kitchen. You'll see why here in a second. Mm. Uh, the Knockbacks, the track is called Guilty, and you're about to hear that movie line right now. Buddy? Yeah, sure, kid. There you go. And your wallet. Nick, give him your wallet. What for? He's got a knife. <laughs> That's not a knife. 
I was thinking about that damn film earlier today. <laughs> this, this it's weird, a classic. Yeah, it's a weird butterfly effect. But yeah, it was it was the scene where he's like, Sam, put two dunnies in here. One dunny, one bidet. Bidai. <laughs> it's for washing, you know, when you, you'll figure it out. <laughs> the yells out the window, for washing your backside, right? <laughs> yeah, that particular scene. It's a... That's a funny movie. I love. I watched that when I was a kid a lot. I did too. And yeah, that that's not a knife. That's a knife. One of the most. Uh, yep, one of the most classic and most quotable moments from that whole film. It just period in movies. Yeah. But yes, in that movie for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember what the. I remember one of the episodes of The Simpsons when uh, Bart joined the Boy Scouts just to get a knife, and he was like. It was given a practice pocket knife. He's like, screw this. And he leaves. And of course, he sees everybody, everybody somewhere has a knife and they're using it. And like, uh, Mo is kicking out the little mole man out of the, out of the bar. And he's got like a butcher knife. He's like, that's not a knife. That's a knife. Pulls out a machete pretty much. <laughs> and then he falls over because it's too heavy. <laughs> so yeah, that's how, uh, when you've reached the uh, the Simpsons, when you're quoted by the Simpsons, yeah, you're. Uh, that's how you know you've made it as a classic legend. <laughs> oh yes, 
Back when The Simpsons used to be good, too. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. The as as far as the track goes, yeah, that was a good one. It was right. a, some street punk on par with some of the classic Casualties songs. Right. Really love that. Well, I'm going to read a quote from you from the band before we play another track from this great band from Brisbane. Uh, a quote, I think it was from, it might have been from their Bandcamp page or their Facebook page, I forget which one, but it says, Uncorrupted by professionalism, this working-class four-piece street punk band are here to stay with old-school riffs playing at high speeds. You're more likely to see these loud and proud Aussies in the industrial area playing a BYO shed than anywhere with a dress code. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. They're cool. Go, go check out the singles that they released. Uh, the charity track is awesome. And then this release right here, I really enjoy it. More beer. I like this band a lot. Second great band from Australia that I'm playing on this episode. And if you forgot already, I'm referring to the dropouts. I know we've been talking a lot. But it was the dropouts. Now we're going to get back to the knockbacks. The dropouts, the knockbacks. Uh, let's do the knockbacks. The last track that we're going to play from More Beer on this episode is called Live Fast, Die Young. saying before <laughs> well i think they did a great job of doing it as well 
yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of the motif with uh, punk rock. You either die young or you live yourself old enough be, to be wearing one of those uh, newsboy caps. There you go. <laughs> That's what I used to call them, too. Uh, caps from the Newsies. Remember that show, The Newsies? Oh, I remember. Yes. It was something I had to watch. It's a Newsy cap. Yeah, it was one I had to watch in middle school when I was in a, I don't know, like a choir class. <laughs> it wasn't choir, per se. It was just like a... I don't know, one of those classes you you were required to take in the seventh grade for, I don't know why, just to see if you like it. I didn't, so. And, yeah, we actually did a, we actually did a sketch where we uh, dressed up as the Newsies and performed the song Seize the Day. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> kind of fun. Uh, yeah, whatever. All right, well, let's wrap up the show. I hope you enjoy the punk, hardcore, and whatever else we play type show. Uh, Oi, folksy, folk, and I don't care. All <laughs> whatever, psychobilly, all the great stuff that we play here because it's cool and we enjoy it and we hope you do too. Thank you for joining us all the way up through this portion, but we do have two more tracks. We have some metal tracks. Eric, yeah. what is your metal track? Yeah, my metal track is from another local band. But not on exactly the same caliber as Cult Leader. This one is a bit more, eh, it's uh, more on the uh, doomier side. But, eh, I guess kind of in that same song as Cult Leader. <laughs> it's a band called Swarmer, which was a band that was a, uh, a side project of Elliot Seacrest, who founded the band Ditch in the Delta. Um, Ditch in the Delta, they are, uh, they are definitely more of a metal-twinged band. And they are, unfortunately, not around anymore. They, they have two albums under their belt, The Hives in Decline and their self-titled, which came out last year. But they just recently played what they called their last show. Oh. And really, they kind of put it in like, uh, this will be the last time you'll be seeing us for a while. And they left that open to be like, well, they might come back. But with uh, Elliot now too busy with uh, Swarmer, Having released a lot of uh, new tracks. This is one of them. This is the song Mediocre. And it came out, uh, yeah, just uh, late last month on the 18th of August. And this is, uh, I believe, their second song that they have released. Because I remember they were put on one of the uh, one of the last uh, Salt Lake Underground comps. Which was, I think, also 2017. Okay. I can't... Yeah, Memory's a little fuzzy on that. Uh, but yeah, Swarmer. Yeah, here we go. Yes, Four Mast and One Pound. Those were two singles that they released on... Uh, One Pound was an EP. Yes, the song Covenant. That was the song that ended up on the Salt Lake Underground. And I I don't remember if I played that, but for a while, that was the only thing you could hear of Swarmer. And then they released that EP afterwards, and now... They've released uh, Four Mast, that was three years ago, and they just barely came back with this single, and like they haven't missed a beat. <laughs> they awesome. still got that sort of a chaotic, heavy music, where it's not not chaotic in the uh, Converge style, more chaotic in the, I don't know, kind of the I Exist, sort of the Hydra record collective. So if, if you're familiar with Hydra Head Records, that was a style of uh, metalcore that was not exactly that was leaning a bit more on the uh, Black Sabbath worship metalcore side. 
And that's kind of what a swarmer is. They're very hard to describe. I'm not, I feel like I'm not doing a very good job. So I'll let the music do its job. <laughs> this is Mediocre from Swarmer.
Okay, so in the time it took to uh, play that song, I think I have a more well-put-together analysis <laughs> of it. So, yes, back to uh, Hydrahead Records. This was an independent record label, and it was founded... Oh, it still is. It's still around. It was founded back in 93, and it did house a lot of uh, metalcore bands that were going into more experimental um, and bands like Converge and Cave In and Botch and uh, uh, Dillinger Escape Plan, you know, the math core heavyweights, they were signed to them as well. Also signed to them were were bands like Buzz Oven and Neurosis and Sun, who basically, be, who basically became giants to this day or as are equally as reveled. And also bands like uh, Cult of Luna and uh, what was the other one? Uh, Soil and Green got their starts up in here as well. And they're still going today, hosting some, uh, some of the harsh noise projects like Oxbow and Mersbow. And Cave-In is still signed, signed on there. We also have bands like, uh, Agoraphobic Nosebleed and Big Business and Daughters, who are, if you've listened to them, are really just pushing the boundaries of what heavy music can be considered. So... And that's where uh, Swarmer lies. If you listen to it, it's got like a mix of, uh, it's kind of like a slower converge where you still hear those little chaotic riffs, the little atonalities that come about in that music, but it's slowed down. It's not fast. It's not chaotic. It's still kind of got a slow burn element to it. That's what I'm hearing when I hear Swarmer. And also the vocals just sound like a... uh, Mike Williams for My Hate God. <laughs> so it's like a cross between Converge and I Hate God and it meets somewhere in the middle. Nice. So that is the best description I gave of it. And just disregard what I was saying in a very in a very disjointed manner prior to the listen of this song. So <laughs> Swarmer, they are a great band. I'm going to miss Ditchin' the Delta, but they still got a lot of uh, great music. I don't want to say short albums. They just got albums that are, you know, don't have a lot of tracks on there. Okay. <laughs> but they are long. So, fair enough. Yeah, they're long and they're uh, they're not as uh, crazy as what you, you heard in Swarmer. That Ditch in the Delta is more related to uh, kind of a Black Sabbath atmosphere. So cool. we'll say, say that. We'll leave it at that. Both those bands are really good, but Swarmer is uh, currently active. And I'm going to shut up there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's another band that's currently active. The band is After Silence. They are metalcore from Mexico. They started as band in 2019. They are on Curtain Call Records. Uh, Cool label. Sends us a lot of good stuff to check out. Uh, I've been playing a lot of it, including this one. We're going to play it. After Silence released this single called The Maniac, April 2nd of this year. So let's get into it where this show's about done. Let's see what you think of the metalcore band. After Silence, the track is The Maniac. I will not deny what I feel for you. So much, so much. 
So what'd you think? Definitely had a uh, bit of a 90s vibe, a late 90s, early aughts vibe to it, where it was like the uh, the alternative metal back then, crossing over with the groove metal back then. Right. So, so yeah, kind of had a nice little uh, half and half feel. Bit of a nostalgic one, too. Awesome. Well, that's After Silence. Check them out. They are, even though they might have that sound, they are new. They started as a band in 2013, and we don't get a lot of metal bands from Mexico on the show. So there we go. After Silence, cool band. Uh, go check out that single, The Maniac, over on Curtain Call Records. That's it for this show. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube Music, Amazon Music, Player FM, and slcpunkcast.com. Thank you, everybody, for sticking around all the way up to this point. Uh, if you would like to find the bands on social medias, you can find them on Instagram, at KillTheRunts, at FoolsErrand702, at the Dropouts AUS, at Hot Water Music Official, at Campfire underscore Shit Kickers. I still love that band name. At Cult Leader Music, at Swarmer Music, at the Knock or the underscore Knock underscore Backs, at After Silence MX, at SLC Podcast. Eric, what? Tell me where you <laughs> where we can find you. Oh, God, all the dreaded underscores. I'm reading them this time, so they will be as correct as possible. Instagram is at scaryuncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. My band is on Instagram at anonymous underscore band official. Our Facebook is at anonymous band SLC. Our band camp is anonymous slc.bandcamp.com. You can listen to me also on Wrecked Podcast. The Instagram is at Wrecked Podcast. And that is also part of the Circle Pit Radio Network at CP Radio or Assault City Circle Pit. I forget which is which, so we can't all get them perfect. <laughs> but yeah, listen to that one and listen to uh, all the different shows that we'll be streaming on there or either are streaming on there. <laughs> and, and yes, I will be starting... I will be kicking off my own show on that one, the Lead Melodies Podcast. More information on that in the coming weeks. Awesome. Well, you can find the bands on Facebook, at The Runts, at The Dropouts, A-U-S, at Hot Water Music, at CF Shit Kickers, at Cult Leader Music, at The Knockbacks, at Swarmer Music, at After Silence MX, the show's at SLC Punkcast. Thank you, everybody, again, for tuning in on this one. Uh, the next one's going to be 2.30 because that's just kind of how it works, 2.29, then 2.30. Eric, yeah. any final thoughts before we wrap up the show? Well, I will say this one was uh, slightly disjointed. We took some uh, hard left turns with uh, us getting release dates uh, mixed up. <laughs> uh, d- uh, Dustin having some reading problems, me having yep. some memory problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just kind of became... Uh, Eh, not exactly a mess, but despite the shortcomings, we still persevered, and uh, that is the big takeaway for this show. That is the moral. We don't usually have morals on this show, but <laughs> hey, <right>. there's one. <laughs> so take it for what it's worth. Listen to the music. If you liked what you heard, then yeah, you you heard the fucking, uh, you heard the, uh, the socials, and uh, yeah, pay it forward. Rock on. Play the fucking outro. Play the fucking outro.